Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Right now, we're going to take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to this morning. And really, Ryan, it's all about paying attention to the earnings season that's kicked off with PepsiCo. I mean, at the same time, we also have the IMF mm. cutting its growth forecasts, uh, 2.3% for this year from 2.9%. This is for the United States, right? So therefore, we look at the earnings. What kind of commentary are you getting right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's all around figuring out where it goes from here. And this is where the commentary is interesting because the businesses have their reading on the pulse of the economy. What's driving investors and consumer sentiment right now? What are they spending on and what are they not spending on? And here's where PepsiCo seems to be winning the inflation battle so far. They have managed to successfully pass on those rising costs, which we've been talking about for quite some time, passing it on to consumers. So soda prices, price of potato chips have been going up and consumers are still paying for it. So that's important for the likes of PepsiCo. It looks like they have been able to charge customers about 12% more on average in the second quarter. And it expects revenue to continue growing for this year. So in terms of resilience, it's saying it's there. The strength of its consumer is there. So it's looking rather optimistic in terms of the strength of the consumer spending picture. All right. There is something that we're looking at as well. This is ServiceNow. Mm. Strong US dollar is a drag against technology brands in an environment already battered by fierce macro headwinds. Mm. And of course, uh, ServiceNow CEO Bill McDermott speaking with CNBC's Jim Cramer. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. You might remember the name Bill McDermott because he was formerly the CEO of SAP. So he's one of the well-respected business leaders in the US. And he also has his eye on where things are going on the corporate front and he is just putting a bit of a warning that the strong US dollar is likely to erode the earnings for many US MNCs because once they make money overseas in other currencies and then bring it back home and report it in US dollars it gets eroded to some extent mm. so for mm-hmm. example Euro that's not great news if you see it reach parity so that's something they feel will be dampening the earnings season mood this round so that's going to be a potential headwind especially for some of these well-known technology brands so one to watch in the coming days as we see these earnings come through from the tech sector. Actually, yeah, I know you brought up tech sector and we tend to look at tech sector a lot during the earnings season, especially over the past two years. Mm. Might be a very different picture this time around. Different companies sort of making their own announcements, supply chain issues. You've heard it all before. But Microsoft this morning saying they cut a small number of workers days before it begins its 2023 fiscal year. Yeah, this is interesting because we've seen actually a couple of startups, many tech companies talking about cutting back on those ambitious growth plans that they had earlier last year or the year before. And this was in the time of easy money, accommodative policy. But now things are starting to tighten and there's more talk about a recession. And I think that's starting to weigh on many corporates in terms of their budgets, in terms of their IT spending, marketing spending. And that is also weighing on the likes of tech companies who have maybe expanded too fast in some areas and now are starting to slow down. In some cases, slowing down hiring or in some cases, cutting people off. So that's 
one to watch in terms of where things go from here. Are we going to see this escalate or is this the end or at least the, the bottom of the um, these cutbacks? I wonder how much that would play into Elon Musk's decision not to buy Twitter or if it really is all about those bots that he's not getting data on. But that's another story for another day. Of course, you would have heard news that Twitter is uh, suing Elon Musk with regard to that matter. Okay, the dollar index that measures US currency performance against six other currency popped to a high of 108.56. Tell us more. Yeah, so the dollar strengthening, I think that's a very familiar headline. So it's just reaching milestone every week or so and the latest one is reaching parity with the euro. So that is now seeing the euro at a 20-year low. In fact, the dollar index has risen nearly 13% so far this year and it could go even more as you see the tightening rate hikes come through from the FOMC. So it could spell trouble for, as we talked about, corporate earnings and tonight will be a potential catalyst for a bigger move by the mm-hmm. US dollar. If we get a stronger than expected reading on the US inflation data tonight and this is for June's Consumer Price Index report, uh, that is expected to rise to 8.8% from May's reading of 8.6%. If we get a stronger reading than that, it could just prompt the expectations of a more aggressive rate hike from the Fed, which could see the US dollar gain even more strength. So one to watch tonight. Okay, and to wrap things up, this should be a good one, especially if you're Singaporean, of course. Singapore replacing China as the top investment destination for Tamasic in its last fiscal year. So the value of its net portfolio rose above 400 billion for the first time. And it's interesting because all this on the back of volatile market conditions. Yeah, Tamasic, one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds. Uh, So this is one to watch in terms of what it's thinking behind the scenes and how its investments have shifted in the past year. This is part of its annual review. Mm. More details in the papers, but just to give you the highlights, it looks like Singapore has replaced China as a top investment destination, partly because China has seen lower returns because of those COVID-19 lockdowns, as well as the crackdowns on technology and property sectors. Conversely, Singapore has performed better because of the phased relaxation of COVID-19 curbs. So many companies taking advantage of the pent-up demand. And we are now looking at Tomasic's portfolio, seeing Singapore assets comprising Mm. 27%, up from 24%. And this is seeing China, conversely, dropping to 22% from 27%. Another takeaway is where the exposure is. So the financial sector remains Tomasic's top exposure at 23%. In second place is where the movement is. We have the transport and industrial sector replacing technology, media and telecoms for second place. So Mm. that's interesting in terms of how things are moving in the past year. Yep, uh, if you want to read all about it, front page of the Business Times, a piece written by uh, Raphael Lim. Go pick up a copy this morning. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Ryan returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.